if you're going to insist that women give birth to children against their will, universal access to childcare would be a good place to start. I love the idea of a universal basic income or paying a parent that stays home with their children. There's all this basically invisible labor that parents do. I mean, the hypocrisy of it is pretty astounding. <laughs> it's the TMI Project podcast, a series of stories about the too much information parts of ourselves we usually leave out because we're too ashamed or embarrassed. I'm your host, Eva Tenuto. This is Season 3, Stories for Choice. Before we get started, just want to let you know that as the TMI implies, some content might be too much information for some listeners. And remember, your support keeps our content free and accessible to everyone who wants to listen. So if you like what you hear and you're able to chip in, you can do so at tmiproject.org, where you'll also find some really great merch. Either way, thank you. We are so glad you're listening. Let's dive right in. In today's episode, our storyteller Stephanie reminds us that of all of the demanding jobs out there, parenting likely comes with the least amount of training, preparation, or support. There is no human resources department, and if there was a parenting contract and you read the fine print, I wonder how many of you would sign. I'm pretty sure that anyone who has spent time parenting or caring for children will be able to relate to Stephanie's story, which, by the way, she is able to tell with an abundance of humor by focusing on the absurdity of it all. For now, we can enjoy some comic relief and rest assured we will share some resources for parents and caregivers in our show notes. Stay tuned after her story to hear from Stephanie today. I hope this is okay, but I actually need to start by uh, venting about something. Uh, I'm dealing with the worst roommate situation right now. There's nothing I can do about it because I signed a long-term contract binding and did not read any of the fine print. And it's not like I haven't dealt with bad roommate situations before. I have. Uh, In college, I lived with this six-foot-tall model She would stay out all night, sleep all day. All my plants died because I could never open the shades. Uh, One summer, I uh, lived with uh, two friends in a studio apartment on 114th Street. It was literally wall-to-wall futon beds in a sea of cockroaches. There was the gorgeous Ivanka, whose on-and-off boyfriend would ring our buzzer at 2 a.m., drunk, asking to be let in. And uh, Layla, who had a morning ritual of hacking up copious amounts of phlegm every morning. None of these compares to the people I'm living with now. (laughs) My roommates now are these artists. They leave their... They leave their half-finished found art sculptures all over the house. Every surface in my home is covered with stuff. They have this intense history with each other and have crazy fights, screaming, I hate you, and slamming doors. And neither of them has a driver's license, so they're constantly asking me for rides. 
I end up driving them everywhere. <laughs> They're also really immature, I swear. If they didn't do all the grocery shopping and cooking, they would, like, never eat. <laughs> if I had a friend with the same kind of uh, abusive situation going on, I would say to them, you've got to leave. <laughs> um, but since I'm the one that gave birth to them... <laughs> The, the small print on the parenting contract I signed says I have to stick around forever. I, I didn't think parenting would be like a never-ending episode of the real world with strangers live to pick to live in a house together for like 18 years. I naively made assumptions about parenting from babysitting, being a camp counselor, and observing friends with kids. Babysitting as a teenager, I learned that kids watch a lot of TV, and my own parents have really been holding back in the junk food department. <laughs> the kids I sit for usually go to bed without much of a fuss. One girl's already all, always already asleep in her crib when I arrive and stay, stays asleep until her parents return hours later. When I'm a sleepaway camp counselor, the kids adore me and usually are happy to do what I tell them. In my 20s, I have a few friends and acquaintances with children. I mostly see these kids at adult events like parties at people's houses. The children run around for a while and eventually fall asleep on top of the pile of coats in the bedroom, oblivious to the loud music and partying around them. So before having kids, I believe that being a parent means... I'll keep doing what I did, bring the kids along, they'll listen to what I say, and they will sleep. <laughs> My daughter's born, and she does not sleep. I can't bring her anywhere because she has terrible colic and cries inconsolably starting at about three in the afternoon. She's much worse if she doesn't get two or three naps every day, but she resists falling asleep with all her might. My husband and I act like a couple of crazy people as we desperately develop a long list of bizarre rituals to get her to close her eyes. We push her in a stroller along busy roads. The motion and noise lull her into submission. We put her in a swing and beat an African drum <laughs> in a steady, hypnotizing rhythm. My husband often holds a book in one hand and beats the drum with the other while he reads to himself. <laughs> Accidentally, we discover that the sound of running water makes her stop crying, so we make a recording of a faucet running and blast it at full volume when she starts to cry. It feels like we live in a subway tunnel. It turns out that the baseline of hip hop music has a hypnotizing effect on her too. We play the Missy Elliott album under construction on repeat. This is how I get the chance to really contemplate the lyrics. My Twinkies look stinky on the bends. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It seems we did not get one of those pile of coat sleeping kids. Did I really agree to this? Does it count if I was in a postpartum haze when I initialed the fine print on the parenting contract without reading it? I don't think I would have signed if I had been given a preview of this day. Everyone oversleeps. The school bus is coming in half an hour. What do you want for breakfast? What is there? What is there? What is there? The same three things we offer you every single day. <laughs> Time to get dressed. I can't wear those socks. They come up too high. I need my blue socks. <laughs> They're in the laundry. You cannot wear the same pair of socks every day. And then I discovered the dog had diarrhea all night over, over the house. But I can't deal with that now because we have to brush hair, brush teeth, get sunblock on, lunch is packed, homework packed. Uh, the bus is here. Get your sneakers on. Lace them up on the bus. Here, have this waffle on the bus. <laughs> now to the phone. I've been trying to get an appointment with a doctor who specializes in children with anxiety for three months now. The dog needs his Prozac prescription refilled. <laughs> and I have to pick it up in person? I'm trying to connect with this woman who offered to clear the kids' past life traumas, but we can't synchronize our schedules. I thought it was going to be hot out, but it's really cold. Should I drive a sweater over to the kids' school? But actually, I can't do that anyway because... The guinea pig suddenly can't move his back legs, and I have to take him to the vet. It turns out he has scurvy. Scurvy. And I have to take him back there every day for a week for vitamin C injections. True story. <laughs> the terms of this parenting contract have turned me into a person I don't recognize. I find myself lying all the time. The kids are prolific in their creations, and I have to figure out when and how to move many of their projects to the garbage, I mean storage area, <laughs> without them noticing. Sometimes I don't cover my tracks well enough and they find a treasured piece of art in the recycling bin. Uh, I have no idea how that got there. <laughs> the day will continue with lie upon lie. Yes, I would love to hear a list of all the breeds of horses. <laughs> Yeah, tell me all the foods that horses eat. <laughs> really, that many things to take care of a horse. Oh, more facts about horses. <laughs> I told you to stop yelling, we don't yell in this house! <laughs> I, I'm a 
must have skipped the section in the contract about not yelling before signing. It turns out that when I yell at my kids, they learn to yell. <laughs> the contract clearly states, it is important to take care of yourself so you have the resources needed to handle difficult situations calmly. Self-care must be a priority because it is impossible to get water from a dry well. I try filling the well with red wine and kind of <laughs> self-care shortcut plan. But it turns out the fine print forbids filling the well with alcohol. I definitely didn't read the clause about being a parent in the age of social media. Wow, Joanne just finished building houses with Habitat for Humanity with her four kids. That was Erica. Awesome, Nancy and her 10-year-old just ran a 5K together. Oh, I guess my kid wasn't invited to their classmate's birthday party. Thanks for posting pictures of what we missed, though. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> There's one part of the contract that I'm pretty sure no parent reads ahead of time, or the continuation of the human race would be put in jeopardy. Somehow, it's both a cliche and completely unexpected. It states... Your children are not yours. They are their own beings. What? <laughs> my kids are not mine? Evidently, my job is to allow them and help them become their own best selves. But I don't have a say, not one little say, in who that is. Since a control freak like me would have never agreed knowingly to all of this, I admit I'm really glad I didn't read the fine print on the parenting contract before signing it. Of course, I love my kids more than anything, even if they're not mine. <laughs> it turns out, according to the contract, all parents need to vent once in a while, so thank you. Thanks for listening. And if anyone wants a guinea pig, <laughs> see me after the show. I got to catch up with Stephanie recently, and here's what she had to say. There's still a little bit of like the mean voice of like, oh, you were so dumb to think that this would be different than it was. It's hard. I'm I'm grateful my kids were the age they were when the shutdown happened with COVID. I really feel for our parents of of younger ones. I mean, when they were young, if we wouldn't have been able to get out and or send them to school <laughs> or gather with other people, oh my goodness. I mean, especially like if you're a person like me who I'm introverted to have to put out that much energy all the time and not get a lot of time alone. And you're also, you know, also working on top of parenting. It's, it's literally impossible. <laughs> <laughs> and so 
If anyone, any parent out there thinks they are not doing a good enough job, you are. You're doing great. I'm on your team. <laughs> a very special thanks to Stephanie for sharing her story. Next up is Mackenzie, who wants more than anything to be a mom, but the timing just isn't working in her favor until it is. I'm Eva Tenuto. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps. TMI Project is available to offer true storytelling workshops and performances for your school or workplace. This episode of Season 3 of the TMI Project podcast, Stories for Choice, was produced in partnership with Radio Kingston. It was written by me and edited, produced, and mixed by Daisha Clay. Our theme song is Secrets by Edison Woods. Our operations and programs manager is Blake File. Our marketing and digital coordinator is Laura Marie Ruoco. Our administrative assistant is Elijah Jackson. Our graphic designer is Lauren Gill. Our workshop leaders are Perla Iora, Capely Kalnick, Haley Downs, Jonathan Gonzalez, Rain Grayson, Ray Lipkin, Dara Laurie, Micah, Julie Novak, Blake File, and me, Eva Tenuto. To learn more, support our work, and find a special writing prompt so you can start telling your story, visit tmiproject.org slash podcast. <laughs>